All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation, and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. This podcast is part of a short series to help and encourage current and potential small business owners to improve and grow. I will be talking to experts in their fields, as well as successful business owners, and we will be discussing what they do and how they do it so well. Last time I checked, something like 60 to 70% of businesses are couples, a husband and wife scenario where two people have gotten together and thought, you know what? Let's set up a business together. The sad reality is that the same statistic, around 60 to 70% of these businesses even fail sometimes and don't actually get to where they want to be. Today, I've invited Amanda Pulford from WeThink to join us to discuss this very topic. Um, Amanda is a high-performance business coach, and one of her specialties is to talk to businesses, whether it's a partnership or even a couple scenario, to help them do better and perform as well as they possibly can. Um, Amanda, I just want to say thank you so much for being here. Thanks so much for having me, Michael. I appreciate it. Yeah, no, it's it's a pleasure because I actually have a friend of mine, Chris, that um, strongly recommended that I talk to you. Um, I've seen your work in the past and I thought this is one of those niche topics that a lot of people would probably feel like they need help on but not really know who to talk to for. Yeah, it's definitely, and it's. Um, it, I think when when we're in partnerships, we think we we can manage it ourselves, right? It's our business; we can manage it ourselves, and um, sometimes that's not the case, right? Not at all. And and can you sort of start off by just explaining what you actually what you do for work regularly and how you help businesses? Yeah, so I'm a business coach, high performance business coach and consultant, and I work with small to medium businesses. Um, across all areas, but predominantly we're looking to take a business owner from here and get them to there with the understanding that what got you here isn't going to get you necessarily to there um, and there being uh, better. So trying to find um, the the potential in somebody and making them believe that that potential exists and that they can meet it because the reality is we are only limited by what we believe we can achieve anyways. Uh, so with that understanding, we're here to take people to that next level, get them the freedom they deserve to spend time with their family and friends, give them the income that they need to be able to support that freedom and give them the scale of business that needs to be that way in order to give them the income and the scale. So it's a pretty good job. Yeah, no, it would be, and it would be so rewarding because um, you've told me you've come across so many scenarios where you've seen a partnership or especially if it's a husband and wife scenario, and you've seen it many times not work as well as it should be working. Can you shed some light onto why that's occurring? Um, because many people, especially those that are currently listening to this that are in that situation, whether it's a husband and wife scenario or just they're in a partnership in general, 
they may not feel like it's working. And sometimes it's really hard to understand what it actually is that's not working or why it's not working. Yeah, 100%. And I think when you start a business, you've got to look back at the the beginnings of it and, and how it got to where it is in the first place. So what we find with businesses when they start is generally there's someone who has a skill set. So traditionally when we had husband and wife teams, it was a, a tradie or um, some sort of skill that generally the hus- husband had and the wife became that support crew. So the husband may be a tradie, a uh, builder, and the wife then became in administration, bookkeeper, HR, etc. Of course, now, luckily for everyone, we are seeing a, a definite switch between um, husband and wives. So now maybe the wife has the skill set and the husband um, has another skill set and they're bringing their team together. So the husband may um, have technical skills, so the wife may have a marketing background, whatever it is. Uh, now, it's all good and well uh, to have this, but I think um, what we have, what the problem becomes is that without a plan around what the business is going to look like and a proper business plan, because every business should have a business plan, businesses start and then they have no direction or very little direction or very little formal direction. And so we get caught up in the do. We just get caught up in the daily grind um, long term. And I've come from a family owned business where I had with my partner at the time and um, it was great in that we got to spend a lot of time together but I think in retrospect there were a lot of gaps in the in our skill set that we could have used better by employing people to support us better. I think the opportunity to not just take your relationship for granted and go well this is going to work look at it from a proper business perspective is very very smart when setting it up. Yeah, that that makes sense because you mentioned skill sets as well. So how, I mean, there's, I know there's, you've got, you know, skill sets, for example, somebody might be good with their hands and somebody might be good with computers, but can you expand on that side of things as well as to what somebody can do when they're identifying their skill sets? Because some people think they're, they think they're all rounders, for example, Um, and some people think they have no skills at all. Yeah, Absolutely. I do a lot of disc profiling, so that's one thing that I actually do with all my clients and it helps to identify um, not only the things that we're not so great at but the things that we are great at and that gives you the opportunity to work on that you know, that genius zone um, that you hear about so often. So it's not about looking at where you're weak, it's about how do you capitalise on your strengths. So things like profiling can be good. Looking at your past, your your past history of employment or jobs. What did you love? Uh, what were you great at? And and actually creating a maybe a list of uh, activities that you did within your old organisation or your old employment. And going, you know, I I had to do quotations. Did I love that or did I loathe that? Um, and all the other skills and and. Um, tasks that were required and that can actually give you a, a framework for looking at well long term or short term or however quickly I can get away from doing these activities that I don't like doing or we don't like doing the happier you're going to be within your own business and the more you can focus on the things you are good at and that's what helps businesses grow and it quickly gives you a framework to be able to identify who the next employee will be. Um, and I think that's um, a very simple tool 
to use, but one that makes absolute sense that anyone can sort of adapt to. Yeah, I agree because just because somebody's good at something, if they don't love it, they're not going to really love what they do. <laughs> and, no. Mm-hmm. Um, and so many times, and you've probably seen this all the time, but people will, you know, somebody will set up a business, for example, and they'll think they have a business, but really it's just a job that they're stuck to. Yeah, absolutely. And it's a job with a wage that they probably potentially are learning earning less of. Yes. Uh, and and unfortunately that's too often the case is that I may come across a business 10 years down the track or eight years down the track and they're flatlined or they never really got too far and they don't know how when I said from the beginning. It's like what got you from here to there isn't necessarily, necessarily going to get you from uh, to that next space, that next that next jump the opportunity to actually earn what you're worth, taking into account that you've put everything on the line and particularly when you're a partnership, all your revenue is on the line. So you don't have plan B necessarily uh, or unless you want to you know, go back into your contract work or go and work for somebody else. So you have the opportunity to make a business work and everyone has the same opportunity to make a business work. It's the choices that you make within that business that are going to be the difference, the activities that you do. And I think um, having a look at what you want that future of yourselves to look like as well um, with the understanding that, you know, you might take, having a business is awesome because the business pays for all your living expenses kind of conversations isn't the case. Understanding that you need to take proper wages out of a business, understanding that your future life needs to support you a lot more than what you may think that you need to earn right now. So sitting down and formally, and I think, Michael, this is you know the, where you definitely come in with your, your skill set and what you offer people is to look at what your future looks like, what you want it to look like and how your business will support it, how your business will work for you and not the other way around. And be really clear on that because when we come across businesses who are old and the business just sucked the life out of couples or partnerships or whatever it looks like, sometimes it's really hard to get your mojo back. So um, having strategy, having growth strategies, having plans, having business plans, understanding what you're not good at, understanding what you're great at is a good start. It it would be. And you also mentioned direction. So... You know, to me, I, I see that as, as a big thing because when you have things on the table, sometimes if it's not just your business, it could be a mortgage, it could be children, it could be, you know, so many other things that are relying on this income. It is it is so easy to not have any direction and to just sort of be there to make sure the doors are open and that, you know, at least bills are being paid and all the rest of it. Can you, can you touch on the direction side of things? Because I feel like this is something that a lot of us know we need have we need to have, but we don't actually do it. And as an and as an advisor, I give people direction personally with their personal finances. But as a business, like when it comes to, I mean, it's probably not even just the money, is it? It's probably with the way the direction the business is even heading in. Yeah, and I think it's understand. There's there are I guess there's many factors to it. Whether you're a couple, a husband and wife couple, a partnership, or even you have a business on your own, but you're married or you have a partner, I think it's it's sort of similar the same, is that businesses will suck you out of time. If you allow the business to take time away from you, it will take every second it can. It will bleed you dry if you allow it to. 
and it won't grow. They're the, they're, they're the things that can happen if you allow that to happen. So going back to what your future selves look like, you know, what are your bucket list items? What are the things that you guys want to do as a family together? You've got three children. You're going to go on a holiday every year for five weeks. Whatever it looks like, you want the boat, you want the house, you want, that's fine. But what does that cost and what does the business need to bring you in order to do that? So not only what does the business need to bring you, it's like then break that down. It's like, okay, if the business needs to bring me an extra, you know, for, if we want if we want in our pockets half a million dollars a year, what does the business need to turn over to achieve that so we can actually pocket that 500000 a year? How many people do we need to employ so we can walk away from the business to enjoy our life? And what does that break down to in the, the end of the day into sales, into phone calls, into emails, into you know, understand your numbers. What's your what's your targets? What are your conversions? What's your average sale value? What's all the things that you need to identify to to have that strategy to achieve success? And I think that's just the business, that's the business aspect of it. But your business is a direct reflection of your life anyways. So it's working backwards from that working angle. Backwards. And it's it's not often we come across businesses that work backwards because we're caught up just in the day. Um, but your business is a reflection of your life. The good, the bad, and the ugly side of your life is reflected directly on what happens in your business. If your marriage, partnership, whatever is on the rocks, your business isn't at its full potential and vice versa. You know, if, if everything's sweet at home, then your business should be in theory in order. Um, and I think also the opportunity to... to from understanding what it is that you want from life is to then clearly identify what these roles are within the business. So, you know, what's the husband's role? What's the wife's role? Create proper PDs around them. You know, understand understand the company's structure. You know, it might be just be Bill and Jane right now, but in two years' time where well, we want to bring on a sales staff or we need to bring in some support admin or we need to have a content creative social media side, whatever it is, and identify who those people are and what you need from them. And I think we, in business too often people find a good person because they like them and then they try and create a, a, a PD around them, um, a position description or a job around them. And that's not the case. We need to go, where are our weaknesses? What can we palm off to somebody else? What are we looking for an individual? and have those plans and have them early enough that you have, you're not reactive, that you're proactive in your approach to it. And I think that gives you breathing space. It gives you structure. It gives you direction and it gives you growth, growth opportunities as well. And I think roles are so important, aren't they? Because I've seen so many businesses, whether it's on a professional level and I'm consulting someone or whether I just go to a restaurant, for example, where you've got to both of them in the kitchen, for example, or both of them at the counter trying to work out how to use the cash register or you, you know, especially if it's a new business, it's more obvious than an existing business, but you've got two people and the role, and I just assume that, and it's obviously the case that the roles haven't been set out clearly, or maybe they have been, but they, they overlap at times. And, you know, and just because someone at home does the cooking doesn't mean they need to do the cooking in a fish and chip shop, for example, or, or vice versa. And it's, yeah, and I can actually see a lot of conflict forming around that because just because because someone might be the 
I don't know, I don't want to say the boss, but someone might be the boss at home, but the business, the other person needs to be the boss or someone needs to call the shots at home. Sorry, yeah. I should say while one person calls the shots at home, the other person needs to call the shots in the business. Yeah, and I think that's it, that uh, clearly defined roles. Also having just the having rules around uh, around the, the rules of the game, the rules of the family. So well, this is where work ends, this is where work begins, if this is what you want from the business. Some business owners have been brought up their whole life in um, family-owned businesses and they don't know anything else and that's what they thrive in and together that's what they thrive in. And if that's what works for you, then that's what works for you and that's okay because who is anyone else to judge? However, if you have someone who is very driven in the business and then you have a support crew who's in it because they're there to support but they may not love their job so much, the best thing you can do is get them to love their roles by taking away the things they don't love. If you don't have bookkeeping experience or I'm not a bookkeeper, I firmly suggest that you don't bookkeep. It's a very inexpensive outsourced opportunity to get a professional to look after one of the most important aspects of your business and allow you to focus on something else. Too often we see businesses who um, have ha- haven't had the right setup with their bookkeeping and financially it's not it's not serving them well. We don't know their their financial state, everything is all over the place, their chart of accounts is out of whack. Nothing makes sense. So if you're not an expert in something like bookkeeping, don't do bookkeeping. Don't push yourself to learn a skill that you're not necessarily going to love or thoroughly understand, particularly when it's important like bookkeeping. Same with marketing, same with whatever it is. If it if it doesn't suit you, then don't make don't try and fit yourself into a hole that's not the right shape. Yeah. And I think that's where this partnership needs to understand that one part of the partnership may be living for this job, the other part of the partnership may not. And to find the balance, to set the rules, to say after 6 o'clock we don't talk business, on a weekend we don't talk business, we go on a date night every week, we don't talk business, whatever it looks like for each individual or each partnership, you must work that out and work it out before resentment and bitterness and everything else comes into it and tiredness and kids and what else throw whatever life wants to throw at you and slow it down and and make it not as fun as what it deserves to be these podcasts have been brought to you by better financial planning australia to book a free 15 minute phone chat visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au it's and i love how you mentioned the rules like that's to me i see that as a really strong foundation to a, to a business having these rules and having structures in place because I feel like it's it's probably the root cause to half the issues or, or or a good majority anyway of the issues in partnerships because when there's no rules or defined rules and defined roles and people don't follow these things I can see a lot of misunderstanding happening I can see um, a lot because I mean businesses small businesses are never stressful said no one ever so there's always like these these stressful situations that can sort of flow into 
personal lives and yeah, having that separation. Like I did an episode with um uh, Dr. Dr. Adam Fraser um, this mm-hmm. time last year, actually. And he taught, he talks about the third space and being able to like distinguish the difference between work and home life and work and personal life. And, yeah. you know, and at the end of the day, like if somebody's working in a business, the reason they're doing it is to support their family and it's because they love their family. And if they suddenly start neglecting their family or their relationship for the purpose of business, it's defying the whole reason that they're even there in the first place. Yeah. And I think, I think just like anything in relationships, it doesn't happen necessarily overnight. It's a, it's a slow burning erosion of the relationship and it may not be noticed until the sudden guy, you know, you wake up and you go, wow, this is it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's all we got <laughs> so um so frameworks around it and um around personal life even down to housework you know if, if our tasks are allocated partnerships business partnerships and I, I believe that relationships need to be considered like business partnerships anyways but um, understanding what the roles are within the house, having that structure and and you know I hear people say oh we're not structured well that's great, but how do you know what you want or what you need to get if you're not structured and with the understanding that discipline is the quickest road to freedom? So if we are disciplined, we're going to have more time to do the stuff that we don't have planned. And um, you know, I would be considered a naturally non-structured um, person. However, I live and die and eat and breathe it because if I fall off the rails, I fall off the rails. So respect respect that part and necessity of the relationship and the requirements of the partnership. So housework, who's going to do it? Who's going to outsource it? You know, if we're not going to do it ourselves, which is great, don't, but find someone else who will. And I think also the capacity to have structured meetings, and we say this in business anyways with any partnership or any business, even if a business owner has to have a meeting with himself or herself, where are you with your KPIs? Where are you with what problems are arising? Who can help each other? Who can help who? Um, what did you do well? What do you need to improve on? Where are we at for the, for the week? Where are we at for the month? Where are we at for the, for the day? Where are we at for the year? You know, the, the, a structured 15-minute catch-up, if you have to, a formal catch-up, gets a lot of the crud out of the way. So you can just focus on... The day you know where each other is at, any things you need to discuss, formally discussed, done. Yeah, when you talk about structure, it sort of reminds me. I think the biggest, my biggest lesson in structure in life was having children, because <laughs> I I got told this early on that just like humans, baby newborn babies, they need some sort of routine, like they actually want routine, and. We learned that the hard way, but but it's as every first parent does. But it's you know it's it's yeah it's having that in place. And I think a lot of people tell me what you think about this. But I think a lot of people would probably struggle with the structure when they they've always been an employee, where they've always been told what time to be at work, what time they can leave, what time they can eat. You know, they need to ask for permissions to take holidays and all the rest of it. To being self-employed, having all this freedom. And if without that structure, they'd have no idea what to do with it or where to begin. Yeah, and some people will come across it really easily. So, again, but going back to, to profiling, some people are naturally aligned and can't actually function without it, whereas you've got the complete flip side who can't even work out how to get it started. 
And so what you find with relationships, and I can tell you from a historical um, experience, is that you have someone who's highly structured as opposed to someone who's not. And unless that is very formalised and agreed upon that we need to do this for the betterment of all mankind and our, and our household, um, there will always be a fight towards, you know, someone asking for structure and someone pulling away from structure. And that common agreement to start with, to say these are the basic fundamentals of how we're going to run this business, if we're going to take each other seriously and with due respect to each other, because that's a very important component of the whole game anyways, is that this isn't going to be black and white, hard and fast, straight down the line structure, but it's not going to be all over the shop either. So you have to come together at some in some point, whether you're already aligned or whether you're complete polar opposites and create a framework. And again, back to KPI, if you don't know your numbers, if you don't know what you're meant to achieve, then how can you manage your growth? How can you manage the business? And where do you know when you're going wrong and how do you know that you're getting it right? So you need to have your numbers in place and you need to both be accountable for that and your own little areas and sections of the business and whoever else you may employ around you and always employ better people than you, just remember that. You can't manage it. You're just driving from here to Sydney and you don't know how you're getting there, you know. Yep. But if you have structure, you'll get there real quick. Yeah, that makes sense. And also you mentioned before, like having a business that sort of just bleeds you out dry, essentially, and if you allow it to, um, you know, when it comes to conflict and when it comes to a relationship, like if someone's listening to this episode and they may be in a situation where their business is literally bleeding them out dry, you know, or um, it's sucking the life out of them, as you said, mm-hmm. and especially if they have conflict in that relationship between mm-hmm. each other, um, even if it's just business conflict, where can that person start? Like, what can they do? What 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 would you say the, the top couple of tips that you'd give that couple, apart from see someone like yourself? What, what would <laughs> see someone like myself? <laughs> <laughs> where, where do they begin? <laughs> Look, it's a lonely road. It's lonely at the best of times when your best friends also in the business. Well, it's a realignment, so you need to step back and and really, if it's not um, a someone like myself, the reality is it's sometimes good to get someone who can facilitate something for you even. However, stepping back and looking at where you are now, so get back to the real basics, where is this business at, what are the key pillars of this business, how are we scoring, how's our financials, how's our customer service, how's our client base, how's our people, how's our systems, how's our cash flow, all of the things that we need to look at from a business perspective and go, where are we at? All right. How's our communication? Is another one. How's the relationship? Well, that's not very good. Okay. Um, where are we at? Where do we need it to be to get back on track? Let's look at really where we need to be and what do we really want now? You know, when we spoke about this last time, it was three years ago. Things have changed. We've now got two kids. What do we need this business to give us? And how do we get there again? So it's basically just stopping, taking a breath, looking at it from a higher perspective and realigning yourself and going okay we because business isn't a straight line there is no m1 to, to success there it does it doesn't exist but there's a clear path and there's when we get wonky when there's a fork in the road all you need to do is go back to where it is that i need to be 
and how do I get back on track? Because you're masters of your own destiny. You create that path. You create the fork in the road, the decision around that. No one else chooses that but you. So you have to ask yourself, what is it that I want? What's important right now? How are we doing? What can we do to fix it? Who do we need to help us? You bring up a good point, but because you mentioned, you know, having like having someone there, having having an outsider come in, you know, that probably is the best way, isn't it, to, to, to look at these situations. It's why businesses get consultants coming in externally because it's like having a financial advisor, I guess, you know, as well, because it's, it's, it's an external person's job to ask the questions, to help someone make objective decisions, to hold them accountable. Because as a couple, if something's really not going right, they're probably not going to work it out themselves. No, and look, no, no successful person did on their own. That's the reality. Yeah. I mean, that's why I have a job. That's why people in my industry have jobs. That's why fitness coaches, sports coaches, mindset coaches, the whole shebang. That's why we have jobs. That's why you have a job. You cannot expect to know everything. That's asking way too much of yourself. See, for myself, I'm part of a larger network of, of 60 people like myself who's who we all support because even I can't do it on myself I've got my business partner she's my sister so there you go I'm in business with my sister two completely different strengths but you do need someone subjective there to go hang on not relevant what you're bringing up right now is not relevant so you need someone to and someone who's not that person who you're potentially getting a little bit heated with to bring that up because it's hard to direct yourselves in any meeting when you've got any form of conflict or or stuck, just plain stuckage, you know. There's nothing wrong with being stuck. You just need someone to dig you out a little bit. Yeah. Happens all the time. I think the other thing that happens with a lot of business owners, whether it's partnerships, relationships, whatever, or general culture is once we get into that below the line conversations and negativity and words and language that don't serve the you or the business or your people around you well it's a downward spiral and if things are tough at home for whatever reason you could have an illness in the family you could have um, the kids are struggling at school you could you know kids just general blanket kids Um, you could have a lot of outside influences that are making the business harder to manage and maybe bringing down the positivity in the business. Now, together, misery loves company and it can be really easy to fall down into that little pit of, well, this isn't working, COVID, the environment, staff, the economy, interest rate, whatever, whatever it is, house prices, whatever it is that we want to hang on to and blame it's it's easy to do as a team and even having issues because the business isn't doing well i mean like it's last time i looked at the stat it was something like 80 percent of businesses fail within the first year but 80 percent of businesses have the opportunity to succeed those eight that 80 percent had the opportunity you can have two businesses next to each other and there are obviously industries that have been hit hard that's no lie with the current environment however there's so many businesses that are doing exceptionally well because they've they've taken the responsibility, understood where they needed help, um, stepped out of their comfort zones, did things a little bit different, 
acknowledged their failures and sought help, uh, or not failures, but acknowledged where they weren't going well and sought help. And I think that's one of the big things is that we all ask for help too late. Unless I come across someone via networking or referral, generally we stumble across them and they're already in a hole and that's not great. You know, ideally we want the businesses who are already excelling and want to go to the next level. So I think when you talk about failure rates, we we look at uh, insolvency, we work well with insolvency um, and restructuring and refi- uh, refinancing groups, lawyers, and by the time these people have already spoken to the businesses, they're halfway down the drain. Now, they could have got help at any time, but it's taken so long to at the last minute to try and get themselves out of that drama. So I think understanding that if you're not getting to your numbers, the KPIs, the things that you need to do to get to that be that success that you want to be, it's like, okay, well, why aren't we and how do we go about fixing that? Because if you leave it too long, it's most likely not going to get any better. Sounds like a relationship. So sometimes I get it, you know, sometimes it's just not meant to be or two people aren't right for each other. But a lot of the time, I've well, for me anyway, I've seen scenarios um, even with my clients where something could have been fixed if they sought help earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and like what you said, look, you know, not when the relationship's about to break down, it's like, okay, we need help. What do we do type of thing? Or, or someone coming to me a year before retirement and say, okay, Mark, I'm retiring in 12 months. What do I need to do to have a successful retirement? It's like, <laughs> you know, we, we could do what we can, but mm-hmm. like it's it's mm-hmm. like trying to patch up the ship mm-hmm. when it's out in the middle of the ocean and there's 20 holes in it. Yeah, that's it. And and um, I look, there's a lot of fear and stigma and – you know, fear of being judged and all these things. You don't want to make mistakes. You don't want to let the family down. And sometimes we find situations where the wife or the partner or the husband or whoever has no idea about the financial mess that the business is in or whatever it is. So, And that, that can be any relationship. And I think identifying husband and wife has its nuances and there's pros and cons to each, but generally the rules are the same, whether it's partnership that's a, a, a partnership, a business partnership or a relationship. I think the looking at the, the pros of the business ownership as a husband and wife is that you are sharing in the revenue and you're sharing in the investment and you're sharing in the time together and the experience and you're building um, you know, maybe a legacy brand or something like that for your kids and that's awesome. The cons are is the exact same thing. <laughs> is that you've got time too much time together sometimes you all the risk is in one business and there may not be much space for the individual if that's what they want um, or, or you don't have a clear exit strategy that's another problem that I personally encountered was one person may want to leave the business and the other person doesn't or one person wants to sell the business and the other person doesn't with no clearly defined role or, or point of of decision and that's probably a discussion. That's like probably a whole discussion for another day. Like that's because exit yeah. strategies, they can get quite complex, can't they? Oh, God, yeah. It can be yeah. real simple and snap decisions too. But- <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're out. Yeah, we're out done. <laughs> yeah, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> can you think of any um, stories, like any um, success stories or any horror stories that you really want to share of some situations where, you know, you've come into a situation and you've you've felt – you know, you've either really improved the situation or, or something that could have been avoided by following 
some of these tips or some yeah, of your I advice? I think it's like horror, horror stories. Oh, look, actually, we've come across horror stories where we've had partners embezzling, wife embezzling hundreds of thousands of dollars because she ran the books, but that is just, it could happen to anybody anywhere and least likely to happen in a husband and wife team. I think, look, I think the most important thing is you see a lacklustre in the relationship. So the relationship just flattens. It loses any, you know, peaks and troughs in it. It just becomes mundane. But life can do that anyway if you let it. So I don't believe business has any indifferences necessarily to the general outcome of happiness because, as I said before, I believe relationships are a fundamental business relationship anyways where you need to identify what's going to make you happy, what are the rules around it and what do we do to ensure that we don't fall into the trap of the grind. And it's also understanding wins. I think when we coach, we look at quarterly planning for starters, but we also look at celebrating wins. I think as a culture, we don't celebrate wins enough. And so for whatever reason that is, I don't even know. But if if we set out to achieve a goal and we achieve the goal, then have a big, have a good night, have a big night, have a good night, have a good weekend, do whatever you need to do, go buy a boat, whatever it is that you want to do, celebrate your win, enjoy it and go hard for the next one. Because when you bite it off into smaller chunks, not only is it achievable, it's enjoyable. And the grind is the grind because we didn't recognize what we did well and we didn't celebrate it. And that's super, super important. So when you go who are successes, who are not successes, you know, you've got you've got well known partnerships who are successes. You're the Harv Jerry Jerry Harvey and Katie Page, great success on paper, Melinda and Bill Gates great success until they become a failure, a public failure. Who's to judge what success is in anyone else's brain anyways? You know, you don't know what happens behind closed doors. You don't know what their success is compared to what your success is. So I think all you can do is run your own race, define what success means to you both and celebrate when you achieve those successes. And I think that's what will bring you the happiness and the, the joy out of the relationship, regardless of whether you have a business together or not. But yeah, I think that's the I think that's the the crux of it is to understand what success means to you and clearly identify it. Community projects, projects around your children, projects around your house, projects around your own personal growth, development, fitness, health, eating, all of those things are wins, finances. Fuel the fuel the family properly with proper food and all those sorts of things, and everything else should flow on. So I think they're all the the fundamentals, the frameworks, the the, the foundations of what creates the successful business in the, each individual's. And I'm sure every business is so unique in so many ways, just like everyone's personal, some financial situation is so unique in so many ways. But I think today you've really given a really good overview and a good high level way of looking at things. And um, I hope a lot of people listening to this episode will get something out of it. You know, um, I hope so. Yeah. And, and if somebody wanted to contact you, uh, what would you say is the best way for them to do that? Uh, yeah, you can contact me, um, Amanda. So A-M-A-N-D-A at We Think Business. So We Think, one word, W-E-T-H-I-N-K Business 
www.thinkandgrowthpodcast.com.au uh, is the easiest way. You can LinkedIn me. Uh, you can go to our website, so wethinkbusiness.com.au. And look, if anyone's up for a, um, a strategy session, if anyone's got a business and they need some help, they've got stuck and any of this resonated, I'm happy to offer a, a free strategy session for you, a 90-minute strategy session. So get in touch and, um, yeah, I'm happy to help you out. That'd be, it's always fun. Always yeah. fun. Yeah, and, and I can tell you're very passionate about the topic. You know, even when I spoke to you um, last week, you know, there's it's just something that is it seems it's very obvious that it's very close to your heart, and that it's something that you get a lot of personal satisfaction out. So I, I really do appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah, um, and uh, lastly, I just wanted to finish. And also, by the way, I'll put your website in our in the description of this episode as well. So for anybody that didn't get that if they want to just click on the link that that should take them straight through as well to the website right. um lastly i'd like to finish off with a dad joke oh, uh, the dad wow. joke of the week we'll call it so <laughs> <laughs> you didn't tell me already so this is good yeah oh, i did it so, so this, <laughs> so this is <laughs> i found something pretty relevant for this topic so um why was the vampire removed as ceo um I don't know, Michael. Why was the vampire removed as CEO? <laughs> um, he couldn't appeal to the stakeholders. <laughs> just it's good. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Did you have any or not? Uh, any Any you'd like to share? No, no, I'm not no. going to follow that up. Okay, that's all right. Why would I do that to your listeners? Yeah, I know. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I've caused enough damage. <laughs> But thank you again. Honestly, it means a lot, Amanda. I really appreciate your time. And, um, you know, I'm sure many people will get in contact with you and hopefully take advantage of that offer as well. That'll be great. Looking forward to it. Enjoy. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases. And feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.